three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome back to The Common Counterpart. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Mark's friend, Josh. You are my friend. Hey. Friend? Yeah, episode friend. 36. 36. Good number. It's not. It is. Nope. <laughs> I'll stop you right there. Whatever you're going to say, stop the train of thought. All right. For not those good. of you who are nope. Team Josh, you nope. know it's a good number. No one is on Team Josh. Uh, what's up, man? How you been? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Are you getting a little tired of the, the weather? I'm just like, I need... All sun, or I need some rain. I'm getting a little tired of this hazy gray. Central Valley has been a little chilly. It's been rough. I got people in my life that are on vacation. Mm. And, like, you know, my uh, sister-in-law and her fiancé are in Mexico. And I would rather be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, seeing all this stuff. You know, that's what social media does. It right. ruins the contentment in your life. All the more reason... Unless you're listening to our show, all the more reason to get off of social media. Yeah, shout out to social media for ruining the lives of everybody involved. So I got a question for you because you and I, you and I suffer from similar sins. When you find out that somebody is planning on going on a great vacation and then you find out they can't go <laughs> because of COVID. COVID, do you get a little happy? Just feel like, ah, <laughs> like a little bit of... The FOMO is gone. Oh my gosh! I know somebody. Somebody had a great vacation planned, and they said, "Oh, we can't go because the requirements are are too strict. We don't want to follow it." I'm like, "Oh, it's too bad." You have like a little smirk. I did smirk. Like, I think I may have like done a weird sound, like a like a, mm-hmm. a, a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. They're like so. this guy is weird. You didn't answer the question though. Are, um, is it just me or are you? I think I. Are I you th- team chuckle? No, I think I. I like it because I feel like I'm very easily persuaded into thinking, dude, everyone's going on vacay. Mm-hmm. What are we doing just sitting here? Right. So if everyone's going, mm-hmm. I gotta go. The more people, the more naysay that I hear, based on you know perception or reality of why we're not going on vacation, the more I got kind of get bummed out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I get a lot of joy from hearing that people are out exploring the world i really do oh you get joy from them exploring okay yeah i think that's i think that's a thing i think i used to get excited when people like got stuff mm-hmm. and now i get excited when people go do stuff mm. it makes me want to you know you you are the company you keep I like to just be surrounded by people that just travel all the time so i, I would have thought that. by now i would have rubbed off on you and you would have become the old guy from up <laughs> you are the company i keep uh-huh. you're just the exception i'm okay but you dude you travel I travel on somebody else's dime. You do, and only strictly to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> like, never would I be like, dude, do you guess where Josh went? Josh went to Costa Rica. Which, by the way, um, at in Hawaii, I realized how jacked up uh, uh, Whitey is and how we colonized a beautiful island. Well, and also, you just sit there and read books. No, I, I, did, I did some swimming. Um, I did some floating. I did flo- Okay, I take it back. There was a lot of floating. Swimming. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm 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 happy to know people are vacationing because I want the world to be open. But at the same time, there's a there's a little you know the devil and the angel no, on either you. side of the, of the I hear shoulder. You. Okay, especially when you're stuck at work. Yeah, I want a vacation. I want a cool vacation with no hoops to jump through. And I don't mm. know how far away we are from that, but mm-hmm. man, I'm looking forward to it. I heard Australia is really easy to get into right oh, now. Is it? <laughs> Can't get in or out. Or what about Canada? Canada's tough. 
well, if you're not driving a truck, I think you can get right in. I don't. I literally actually don't think that you can. I don't think you can either. And and again, we're not going to go political, but what side of the border is telling people they can't drive to Canada? I think it's Canada. So the Canadians are telling American truck drivers they can't come up and show solidarity. I don't think Canada's letting anybody in. Unless okay. you're Drake, I don't think you're getting in or out. Okay, so that's a reference I do not understand. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Hey, old man. Zoomer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, dude, we're going to continue. The On? Forgotten, the, forgotten, I, the Forgotten. The Forgotten. I love, 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 love uh, this idea. Well, there's a lot to it. <clears throat> yes. Are we going to be on the forgotten all of 2022? Because think... guess what? We're forgetting a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, I think we can do it. You can write a book. I Well, we. 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 It's a team Collectively. Effort. And Olson would go first because O comes before T. And one of the... Oh, thank you. I will give you credit. That's interesting because you always introduce yourself first. Is that because you before beauty. comes before T. Anyways, um, the thing that just blows my mind is in the developed world how quickly things become considered disposable. And it's it's Johnny on the spot. I need this now with zero consideration as to what is this thing going to do a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And that, that's and that's with everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is just seems to be very much I, I'm not as worried. What what I think is fun is not even taking into consideration the the literal cost, not even like figuratively, like mm-hmm. the literal cost of getting rid of the thing that you need right now. Right. It it could cost three times as much to get rid of it, but if it works right now, like it's worth the sacrifice. Yeah. Now, when you get something, this is another interesting tidbit here. Okay. There are just some things that are large that you get in life that only serve a purpose for a short time. Okay. And it was not yet a couple years ago that you gifted upon me something very large (laughs) in your backyard that you were more than happy to give me, like as if it was a present. Please inform the audience. Okay, by the way... um, as a person who takes joy in knowing that other people can't go on vacation, it is also a great joy of mine to give fathers um, presents that their children will enjoy for a short period of time, but them as a parent will never truly enjoy. Um, we had a, is it 10 feet? Full size. Full size trampoline. With the netting. With the netting. Is it still up? Yes. Okay. Um, by the way, that was a gift. And I don't appreciate the tone. Yo, I'll pay you to take it back. <laughs> Are the girls using it? Yes. Okay, so uh, two, three years ago? Probably two now. Gifted you the trampoline. You were good enough to come to my house. Take we, it apart. We, we tore it down together. Yeah. Uh, you did help with that. Putting it back together, especially the the trampoline spring part, is Not a fun. real bear. Yeah. I think I forgot to give you the tool that yeah. makes that easier. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is an example. Yes. By like, the way... It is the gift that keeps on giving now, because I have gone. how much better do you feel? Well, I feel good for two reasons. It's not in my house, and I know that it creates some angst in your world. So, so there are a couple of things in life that I, when I get, I know this is really cool right now. I don't even want to think about getting rid of it. Yes. 
right? Like that would fit, a trampoline would very much fit into that sort of realm. Yes. Would, so you you introduced me to Offer Up. Can I say Offer Up? Is that you a, can like, say Offer Up. Okay. Um, and I made some dollars on Offer Up. And yeah. I, I sold a pre-lit nine-foot Christmas tree on Offer Up for 60 bucks, and the lights didn't work. The guy wanted me to bring it to his house. I, I sold it to him for $100. I think I bought the tree for three. So it's a great day. It worked out for me. But so more so, you probably would have taken 20 had he come to your house. Oh, totally. Or you can have it. Bro, do you know that you can't return mattresses or box springs after you buy them from a store? Correct. Okay. It's a nobody, pretty solid policy, though, you uh, know? Nobody told me, and we thought we bought the right box springs. And we tried to sell them on offer up. To that dicey sell. Until yeah. we finally said, please just come and take them. Yeah. And then the calls rolled in. Yeah. There so, are many things that I say, this will <clears throat> stay with the house mm. and you just inherit it. Or you can take it. If mm -hmm. you come with a couple guys, you can have it. I feel like this is very much the same with the forgotten. Yes. If you want the old airplane, you can have it. Come mm -hmm. and grab it when I'm looking the other way. Right. Right? And as we move through this series, I think there are other things that were just so instant gratification mm -hmm. or instant need, we don't think about the putback. No. And, and, and to be honest, listening to some podcasts and reading some books, marketing and advertising really has sold us on the idea of buy, buy, buy. And we don't really consider what it costs. You're familiar with the term externalities. Sure. It's positive and negative externality. So a positive externality is something you get that you don't pay for. So the, the beauty of a sunset or, you know, whatever. Negative externalities is lung cancer <laughs> because your spouse smoked. Yeah. Uh, and so when it comes to getting rid of stuff, we do only consider the monetary cost initially, and we give zero consideration to the afterlife of this product or, nay, I say, location now here's where it gets rough for me mm -hmm. every kid wants a dog where are we going you find dogs. Where, wait wait where? you love dogs okay by the way this is a somewhat scripted podcast and i'm I don't off the rails right okay now. i don't appreciate you uh, going. this is this is the extreme <laughs> version of that okay go ahead i am constantly thinking about the end game of say a dog of say dog okay. well usually the dogs come to the end on their own Yes, yet there are things you have to do at the end of that life okay. that I would actually prevent me from even starting the joyful process of having one. I'm the same way. So 10 years of joy for six months of sadness, I'm out. Six months? Dude, get over it. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be kind. Bro, you know my heart. I do. In today, gone tomorrow, son. Have you ever put a dog down? I have not. Okay. Um, you have recently. I a couple years ago, and it took um, you a while. It did, and I was dehydrated, now, man. Right here's what I'm saying: like, it's not the juice is not worth the squeeze to I, me. Everyone else with a full heart uh -huh. and kindness and behind their eyes, which clearly I've lost, <laughs> would probably feel the same way. But I'm out, I, and so I, I'm thinking for this forgotten, mm -hmm. it ain't worth the build. By the way, I used. I know you didn't invent. Is the juice worth the squeeze? But it does seem to resonate with your spirit. And I used it in class the other day, and the kids had never heard it, and some of them thought it was a somewhat perverted reference. Oh, sure. So I had to go no, back. It's, it's literal. And I had to explain it yeah. to the kids. Um, 
but you're right. There are some things in our lives. There are some things uh, uh, socially and culturally that the juice just ain't worth the squeeze. And the forgotten... Sometimes it ain't worth the squeeze. ...is the collection right. of these things. Now, today's episode... I think we would both argue for sure not worth the squeeze. Never worth the squeeze. In fact, no, never worth the squeeze. I, actually, I, I do have, I have to because I feel like it's impro- appropriate. I have to have one sort of caveat to I that. I was going to use the word caveat. And so mm-hmm. I do have one. But okay. vast majority. Yes. It is the season right now, my friend. It is February yeah. and it is time of an even year <laughs> I was of so- four years <laughs> I hate trying to determine when Olympics are going to be. It should be the leap year. Well, that's even – I. there's just no reference there that I need – I don't need to know when – is it a leap year? It's not, but wouldn't oh. it make sense if the Olympics – if Summer Olympics come every four years – Put on a leap year? Put on a leap year. Yeah, and I guess COVID did kind of mess some stuff up. But mm-hmm. it is an Olympic year. Mm-hmm. We are starting the Olympics that nobody cares about, the Winter Olympics. And by the way – not only do we not care about it, we care about it even less post-COVID. Yeah, and is there is there a kind of a like a B-grade version of cities and places that are chosen for the Winter Olympics? I'm glad you said that. Like, no offense. Well, I don't know. Actually, some offense. Speak <laughs> because you have to have geography at least Thank most you. of the time. Now you they find they've found ways to get around geography. Right. Some of these places aren't like the most mountainous, cold regions that you would think about. You can make snow happen anywhere. Well, there's a little thing called climate change that is affecting snow I mean, yes. production. Okay, so you're not going to have it in the desert. But right. I just feel like we're not exactly picking A-list cities. I, I started to try and kind of run them back, and I was yeah. like, well, that's interesting. Didn't even know they held the Olympics at some point. And have you ever looked at some of the cities who bid for the Olympics? Yeah, it's tough, dude. dude. Do you know that China beat the only other country, Kazakhstan, for the winter. Kazakhstan! I know. In the Middle East! And as we're talking about this, I'm like, dude, you know who doesn't need to host the Olympics? A country who is not exactly an economic juggernaut in the world. Right. Because you can't afford it. Well, and that's the thing. As I was doing the research, this is a massive pyramid scheme. And in the spirit of the forgotten... This is a – you were on the global scale. You won the bid. You have to outdo the previous place. You have to build so much stuff. Quickly. Yeah, well, 10 years? I mean – Dude, we're not talking about a Lego set here. Okay. How long have you been holding on to that? I just came to me right now. I, it, I was doing Legos it, the other it, night. <laughs> I was doing Legos the other night with my kid, and so this came to mind. But we're talking about Olympic venues. Yes, and did you go back and look at historically where the Olympics have been held? Yes. Okay. I realized something. Our map is not Eurocentric. It's Olympic-centric. Oh. Because when you go back and you look, uh, as far back as the eight, late 1800s, where the first official Olympics happened, 60% of the Olympic venues have happened in Europe. When there was no TV... Uh, when, uh, uh, you know, traveling by air, there was no Wi-Fi. You didn't have to worry about that. And now, in the name of equity, we are trying to scatter the Olympic venues to every continent we can possibly, except for <laughs> Africa never got one. I know. <laughs> and South it's, America it's just com- got one. It's coming. You think so? I do. I hope so. I'd love I to see it. I think it's great. 
and I think that they will do a great job. They did host the World Cup not that long What's ago. What's that? And they did Explain a re- that. They did a really Explain good job. Explain that to the people who only follow American sports. Football. <laughs> the original. Uh, and they did a really good job. And I don't know, like, we've talked about it many times, but I love rooting for Africa. Me too. It's the most fun. It's like, if you know, you know. Uh-huh. And Nigeria and some of these other places are going to crush it. And people yeah. hopefully will have some egg on their face. Yeah. Thinking, wow, this is not the place I remember. Well, bro, Ethiopia. I know. I mean, it, 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 they're, they're coming up in the world. And the thing is, and again, uh, we're, going, we're, we're moving with the forgotten. I think Africa... Yeah, sure. Let, let us be the first to say it. I think Africa is the future I agree. of global politics and put economics. On, put it on the board. Okay. In Look, my lifetime. 2022. In my lifetime. Yeah. Um, now, first Olympics you remember? 1984. Or was it? Los Angeles. Okay. Don't do I'm that. just asking. Okay. And the only reason is because the closing ceremony, there was a dude who had a legit jet packet. Ooh, that's cool. And remember, have you seen those? The yeah. little hand? Uh-huh. Okay. And he, I don't know where he launched, but he, he landed inside the USC. And that was the cool thing about, I didn't know it at the time, but Los Angeles used pre-existing structures. So and La- continues. 84 LA Olympics will not be, go down in the columns of the forgotten. Have you been there? So that was what I was going to tell you. I went, okay, do not laugh. <clears throat> I went... For a junior high science fair <laughs> event, Dude, that's odd. there. To USC. Oh, okay. I thought it was in the Coliseum. Like, oh yo, no, 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 no. Like it was, but it was right next door. Uh-huh. Um, not only did I see the Coliseum, but I probably saw some of the most beautifully manicured, hundred and fifty some odd year tree. I mean, it was just. I just stood there, looked at it. Uh, but I looked at that Coliseum, and I thought to myself, I've seen this before, and I had seen it 20, 25 years prior, and it was the jetpack place. It's also the spot where some dude fired a flaming arrow into the cauldron. Oh, that's and then, sick. And then the fire erupted. Like, yeah. And that was, that was magical. I still believed in ninjas and stuff like that, so yeah. I, I, I liked it. I've what? been there a few times for a couple of events. It is, it, I mean, I've never been to, you know, Rome. I've never been to that, the, mm-hmm. the Colosseum. But I can imagine just it just feels different. Like even the yeah. LA one, which is I mean doesn't have crazy historical value, mm-hmm. but I mean especially for a Californian, like it kind of does. It does, yeah. Um, first one for me, just remembering it, uh, Atlanta '96. I knew you were gonna say Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was four. No, I was um, I was eight. I think I just remember it on. God, like, I hate you so much. I think sometimes. I just remember it like on TV. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any. Yeah. I don't have any cool connection. But that's the first one that I I do remember. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just remember how co- I thought how cool it was. It's in the United States. Really, you thought that as a kid? I mean, in Atlanta. I mean, to me at the time, Atlanta's like. I mean, even still, dude. No offense, I've been there, but dude, kind of a C-lister. You know what I'm saying? Really? I mean, went once, never need to go again. Damn. Favorite baseball teams there, but it's, still don't want to go again. But it's historical. It is, and yes. I and I went to the Olympic Gardens when mm-hmm. I was there a couple years ago, and it, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, was it still up? Mm-hmm. You can still you can still go to the park. They have like Olympic Park there, and but they, what do, what do they do? Nothing. It's just a park. And again, back to the forgotten. You've got yeah. This. It's not abandoned. Okay. But it's definitely you know, not what it was. They they tore it down. And this is they tore it down a year afterwards for parking. You're joking. For Turner Field for the baseball team. Okay, so in researching this stuff, <clears throat> and you know how how difficult it is to find information that some people don't want you to have yeah okay there are people who suggest that pouring a ton of concrete 
releases a ton of carbon dioxide. And that's a positive. Well, it's a negative because the carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas and adds to global warming. Got it. So we are being told globally that we need to save the planet. Less concrete. Less concrete. But when you talk about Atlanta pouring gigatons of concrete to make venues and roads and buildings and infrastructures, and then they tear it down, you never get back the carbon dioxide produced from the pouring of the concrete. And so you pour it, you use it, you make the dollars, you generate carbon dioxide, which some people say will, you know, warm up the planet. And you got to pay and economic or not economically, yeah. environmentally pay to take it down. Exactly. So then you take it down. Unless you're using a sledgehammer for the whole thing, which but I'm then, pretty sure you're not. But then and then it goes into a landfill. Yeah. And so part of the forgotten is there was a, a a window where it was worth spending billions of dollars to build, millions of dollars to tear down, and then throw it away. And so, but Atlanta at least had the the smarts to tear down the facility, because you go to parts of the world and there are still venues up that are completely and totally abandoned. Yeah, this is the this is one of the few. <clears throat> I guess the forgotten maybe will be a whole series of episodes where I kind of wish we did video. And we could show images. Like yes. the Instagram's gonna be popping with these because I do think that that's where you find, you get the shock and awe. Mm-hmm. We can talk about numbers and we will, uh, but looking at images of just the creepy, eerie, like not that long ago building, yeah, and it just is either abandoned or it's used as a parking lot for city buses or just an abandoned, empty Olympic diving swimming pool. It's really sad. It is weird. Because people would kill for those types of facilities all over the right. world. And by the way, I mean, you're more of a sports guy than I am, but there are only a when you when you look at the scheme of Olympic sports, there's only a few sports that actually generate revenue. It's very difficult okay. to do. Professional luge, which is fun to watch four four times or, or once every four years, it's not a revenue builder. No, it's tough. So when you build a luge course you're building it for losers, and there are, I don't know if you call them losers. There no. aren't very many of them. Exactly, and then, but when you build a basketball court or an Olympic stadium or a softball field, softball field, or uh, the the one that was really interesting has been the the uh, the uh, athletes' village. Yeah, I mean, which is they, a whole town. They build a little town. And you're looking at ten thousand athletes. Now think about this: sanitation, sewage, electricity, water, the amount of concrete and restaurants and exercise facilities and medical. Um, I forget which one it was, but one of the last Olympics, I think it was Brazil. Not only did they build all this stuff, but like they gave out 5 million condoms. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, 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 it's like Burning Man, right? You, you build this massive community so that the entire world can see it. And then what do you do with it when, it's, when the Olympics go away? Tell me how, because I was as I was reading about <clears throat> this, it's kind of insulting. Take take Brazil, uh-huh. extremely impoverished country. Yes, a tale of a tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. And you have all of these things, and then you're like, "Nah, yeah, we're good." Meanwhile, people are living in just absolute slums. What is the, there's a there's a Brazilian ghetto word? Is it fav- favela? Favela. Yeah, and how they would. They moved the favelas 
away, and then some of the favelas, they couldn't move, so they just built a big wall. Yeah. Was it because they didn't want the favelas to see the Olympics, or they didn't want the Olympians to see yeah. the poverty? I mean, it's it's such an amazing thing to think about the facilities. And, you know, the only way it kind of makes sense is if you get repeat customers. Mm-hmm. If you can become a city, and there have been arguments for this, that there should be nation, na- every, every you know, these major countries should have mm-hmm. a city these facilities are dedicated to on a cycle mm-hmm. hosting the Olympics. And uh, you and I have talked about equity. I would love to see on all six continents that can handle, well, can Australia do winter? I don't think, does Australia have snow? That's a good question. I actually don't know that. I for should know of, that as a geographer. For all of our Australian listeners, would you let please us know. let us know? But what about... North America, South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, you know, um, everybody has a winter venue and a summer venue, and we just rotate rotate through. through. It makes the most sense in terms of equity. I guess the, I don't know, the opposition to that is just competition, free market. We... I'm sorry, you said free market? Yeah, I don't know. Like th- th- there's a, there's an actual I'm trying to make sense of the chance whole thing. that some sure. underdog I mean, we know that everything is rigged. We mm-hmm. know the World Cup locations are rigged. We know the whole, I mean, there's there's corruption in you the You know who you're thing. starting to sound like? You? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, we have proof of this. And it happens <laughs> all the time. Now, I will give Brazil credit for doubling up, right? World Cup and then Olympics. Yeah. So if you can, in, and again, if, if this is going to be a thing, maybe you find a way to double up on all of those. Well, then let me ask you, because um, in regards to the World Cup, how many stadiums do you need? You need a lot. So okay. we are hosting. Who's we? The, the North America. Oh, okay. Is hosting, not soon. It's okay. a little while. But guess what? <laughs> we're not building any stadiums. We've got Because them. we're using them. So there's a stadium in L.A., and then they're playing in a stadium in Houston, and then they're playing a stadium in Mexico City, and they're playing in one in Toronto. So you're using what you already Toronto's have. Toronto's not America. I, North America, bro. Oh. All three. Oh, America's hat. Mm-hmm. Canada. Okay. So we're all so we're, we're splitting it up, which is okay. great. A little bit different when you think about it because all the venues are the same. You just need a big stadium. So, so the Olympics is not the same. And would you say then that maybe, although the – because when I'm looking at this list, I mean, from from Sarajevo and Barcelona and Beijing and Paris, and we've got we're going to Brisbane and we went to Sochi. There is a desire to make hosting the Olympics a little bit more equitable and a little, little bit less white. No, for sure, and okay. it's, it's respectable because we're look at who's coming. Everyone, everyone's coming. But it is a capitalist endeavor. It is, and it's. I think it is meant to be. Like this is a proud thing when you win the bid. Mm-hmm. It's a death sentence. No, yeah, because I was looking at the numbers here, and uh, there was a guy on YouTube talking about Canada, and how uh, it took him almost thirty years to pay off one point five billion, and now you're looking at venues that are approaching forty and fifty billion dollars to build, and these are not. This is not an investment. These aren't venture capitalists. Bezos and and you know uh, uh, <clears throat> Elon so, Musk are not calling you up and say, "Hey, can we give you a hundred million?" No, I got it. That Sochi budgeted for ten million. Uh-huh. In, sorry, ten billion in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Oh, it cost him fifty one billion. Right. What are we talking? And for you're talking what, about two weeks. Two so- weeks. Sochi. 
I always thought Sochi was like a, a like a candy, like a gummy candy. <laughs> Not know that. I know boba. <laughs> sure, very similar. But I thought, okay. But like, you really think that you're gonna make fifty billion dollars? And then in ticket sales and in hotel fees. You know who? You know who? Who makes the most money on this? Coca Cola. Uh, well, they do. NBC does pretty good as well. But the international. I need to be careful. I don't want to get canceled. But the International Olympic Committee. The IOC? (laughs) The IOC makes them a ton of money. They do not build. They do not market. uh, They do not have to worry about the uh, loss of revenue. But wait. (laughs) We're creating local jobs. Are we now? For two weeks. And And you become a police state. It's so tough. I mean, there were... I remember if you recall back when they were when they were building the World Cup. Number one, they were crazy far behind. <laughs> I love it that you. It's talk. just the biggest one. I just love that you talk at me as if I follow. I football. know, but it, no, this isn't even football. This is just oh, human rights. Okay. Uh, they were way behind. Uh-huh. They were people that were dying, literally really? falling off the stadiums. They had to shut down a stadium because someone fell and died because the safety regulations are not there because they're having to rush. Mm-hmm. We're not inspecting the things. The things aren't being built well. Mm-hmm. It's like a fair. Mm-hmm. Like the county fair comes the in. The carnies? Yeah, and they're like, hey, do you want to ride on the Ferris wheel? I'm like, I saw yeah. you bring it in. Yeah. No, I don't want to sit in this stadium. You have more tattoos than you do teeth. I yeah. do not want to ride your your go around. It's so tough, and you're doing it so quickly. And so... When they break it down, obviously they're going to try and sort of hush-hush the total numbers because they want people – what happens if everyone is just like, hey, guess what? No one wants to host. What are you going to do? Well, and I, I would imagine we're approaching that. I know that we've got Olympics scheduled out until 2032 <laughs> in Australia. Bro, you know what's going on in Australia right now? Nothing. Exactly. They are completely shut down. They are literally an island. Um, if the if the global economy goes sideways, and, I mean, already they're 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 dumping money into investments, right? And all of this construction, unless you really plan for the future in fifty years, and you believe in hashtag sustainability, all of this construction is completely abandoned. And you're not even cl- – people aren't even close. You would think, listen, 2022, we got to get better at estimating our numbers. Construction costs are literally right in front of you. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as hidden costs anymore. Tokyo, $7.1 billion budgeted. Spent $28 billion. Right. Like these are not like I forgot to carry the one <laughs> and oops, this next month's going to be mm-hmm. tough. How are you supposed to sustain these things? And if so, if I'm spending this much money, I as a country, I'm like, dude, we're using this venue for everything mm-hmm. because we're going to need to pay this thing off. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to bring other events here. We're going to need to host. We're going try to fi- like, try and find a way to use these buildings. And it's just not happening because some of them are so specific. Yes. Like no one needs a $2 million softball field when the one at the local high school works. Right. And when softball is not a huge sport, in your country. The Olympic venues are like a prom dress or a wedding dress, right? It's a big purchase for a one-time event. Beautiful. But beautiful, but you can't use it a second time. It's really hard to do because we've seen this trick before. Right. 
even in some of the countries that are repeaters, you know, you can't hold on to it forever. Mm -mm. You need something new because everything is under a microscope. What does the opening ceremony look like? How much money did you spend? What, how many fireworks did you use? Mm -hmm. All of those things have to be better than the person that did it before you because that shows you that their country is better than yours. And then you've got to reach into the future with better technology and further into the past to acknowledge indigenous and native populations. I know when Canada did it, because um, I was kind of hoping Vancouver did it, and I was kind of hoping that uh, Rush was going to play in the closing. No, Neil Young. Nobody, nobody cares about Neil Young. Which don't want to get kicked off of Spotify, Easy. by the way. Um, but it is, it is a bizarre. It, it, it's a bizarre culture of the Olympics, and when when I'm looking at the track athletes, and I'm looking at some of these winter athletes like curling. I mean, if I'm drinking a beer and that's on TV, I'll watch it. But there are people who have trained for years, raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to this event. And in a matter of two or three weeks, they got the gold or didn't get the gold, but the venue is completely forgotten. And then you recall, like, you have to be, you want the hosting country to be near you. Otherwise, you're waking up at 2 a.m. to try and catch it or you're watching yes. it on repeat. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a dying sort of thing in 2022. So, so has the world gotten... Are we over so, it? Huh? Are we over it? I don't why, well, I Is just, it so big that it's smaller? Is it I, so I was small just, I was just gonna big? say that, right. I mean, with technology and travel, the world has become so small. Do I really care that figure skating happened? Do I really care of the luge? Dude, <laughs> uh, kayaking. <laughs> Did you know kayaking okay, is a sport? kayaking's pretty sick. Did you watch it? Right, but do you follow it? No, I don't even know where you go. Right. Or what you do. Yeah. But it, looking at some of the facts and figures, like, everyone was wrong. Okay. You look at the, the Lake Placid Olympics, 1980. Big deal. Miracle mm -hmm. on ice. Right? We beat the Russians. Miracle. Over by 324%. 76 games in Montreal. Ran 720 over projections. Like... No one's close. Well, and think about this, though. The moment you get the bid, you have to follow through, right? So if a contractor comes in and says, listen, we're not going to be able to finish unless you right. pay us more. Well, and millions of dollars are spent, and this is, this is the knock on it. It costs millions of dollars to maintain these facilities every year. After they're built. After they're built. And you they're can't not being just, used. You can't just let them sit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... In fairness, like, why would I want to spend, you know, $3 million keeping the softball stadium in Greece going? Like, no one is using right. it. I get it, but also it's now just sitting there. And the answer to keep it going is that the, the person who made a political financial stake doesn't want to look, doesn't want to be associated with an abandoned building. Right. Also, how's Greece's economy Doing? I think they're doing great. Are they? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. No. Well, the last 20 years have not been good to them. Speaking of the forgotten. That's what I, <laughs> seriously. But there's, you know, all of these countries, you, you talk about the ones that are hosting, and it's like, can you, there needs to be like a dad that says, I know that you want to buy this. I know it's a shiny new toy. Mm -hmm. Do you have the money to be able to afford this? Um, and any reasonable politician or government entity is going to say, no, we don't, but... The marketing, the advertising, it's the gonna tourism. Get, it's gonna, people are going to want to travel here. Right. People are going to want to see it. Now, I told you I have a caveat. 
Uh-huh. Always got to be a caveat. I appreciate that about you. Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. A very unlikely mm-hmm. candidate. I mean, can you imagine Salt Lake City being recognized all over the world as an Olympic city? I, I can't only because it is. It is, but I mean, do you think people in London are like, oh, you know, we should go on vacation in Salt Lake City? I, no, I don't, I don't see that. No, but they are having another issue. Their issue is that their venues stay popping. Really? Yes. They are overbooked. What? Now, this is a, this is a huge shift. Now, this kind of warmed my heart. As okay. a geographer and as someone who... And you've got a cold heart. And as someone who loves me some forgotten, not being forgotten. <laughs> now, their goal, and this is what's fantastic, is to create what they call a living legacy. Okay. Meaning that we are not going to forget the Olympics were held here. We are going to make this a point of tourism. Mm. We're going to upkeep this. Now, to be fair, it's a very winter town. Yes. Right? I, I mean, it's known. Mm-hmm. In the United States, you know, that's that's a place people want to go. By the way, I've never been, but I have been told by anyone who has, it is the Garden of Eden. Same. It's a beautiful place. Same. So what they have done is they have kept their facilities open, and not only have they opened it to, a, like, elite training centers, mm-hmm. but they've, like, opened it up as, like, a rec center. Like, community kids can come in That's, and they can play like at the that. same areas where, like, the Olympians do. Mm-hmm. Which is such a cool thing. Imagine if you're a kid, you know, and this just becomes your thing. Well, and I, I want you to finish your thought, but I do have a question. When there is a homogenous culture and everyone is pretty much on the same page, things like this can happen. And Utah and Salt Lake City is a very homogenous community for the most part. With common interests as With well. common, thank you. Yeah, common interests. They're winter people. Yes. Um, and a, a very strong Latter-day Saints population. Yeah. I like that. Now, they employ coaches and people. They have 200 full-time employees and wow. 400 part-time employees. Is this at one venue? This is So this is over a couple of different areas, okay. but the, like the Olympic Oval. It's in a place called Kearns, which I don't know anything about that. I know I'm about just it. assuming it's like an Olympic skating rink. <laughs> it operates for 20 hours a day. Wow. They open at 5 a.m. for national athlete training, and then high school athletes after that, and then after school learn how to skate programs, and then hockey teams play there till midnight. That's amazing. So maybe this facility was very expensive, mm-hmm. and maybe they put a bunch of money into it, but they are keeping it going. They're tourist attractions. They said that they are employing at the Utah Olympic Park. They get up to 800,000 visitors every single year mm-hmm. just to watch people train. Like you can watch people on a bobsled. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd go watch it live. Right. It's just people practicing, but what does that matter? Right. But it's not forgot. They built into the, what do you want to say, the, 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 uh, the Olympic venue Legacy. It's into the infrastructure, though, too. And a couple places, to be fair, they have done this. So, like I said, Atlanta's Fountain of Rings Park is still a a popular spot. Mm -hmm. Um, Beijing, they have something called the Bird Nest that they have sort of upkept, which is supposed to, you know, opening ceremonies and stuff. And Salt Lake wants to host again. And he said if we we get the bid in 2030 or 2034, Mm -hmm. our venues won't miss a beat. Like we're ready to roll. We've I love up, that. we've upkept, mm-hmm. you know, the facilities. Nothing is outdated. Everything is working. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's such a small story. 
it's Salt Lake City, but maybe that's kind of the point. Right. Maybe Rio has too much to worry about. Well, and, and Maybe Beijing has too much to worry yeah, about. Yeah, they have to bring in so much other than the construction. Right. Salt Lake City doesn't have anything else to worry about. That's true. And, you know, uh, Los Angeles is going to get the Summer Olympics again in 28. Did you know that? Uh-uh. So you blew my mind with Salt Lake. I told you something you didn't know. Yeah, and, and this one's really an image-driven thing. When you look at some of these places and you just you can think back or look at the pictures of it full of, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 people inside, outside. And then you see it now just sort of sitting in silence. It's really sad. I mean, Mm -hmm. the boneyard was sad, right? Mm -hmm. For the airways. Somehow this is worse. Right. Because the, with, with the boats and the planes, you had millions of dollars of investment, but you had hundreds of millions of dollars worth of profit. And and you, and you also had less of I mean yeah people like planes yeah but dude everyone's talking about the Olympics everyone's mm. watching the Olympics yeah. when it's on for that right. short little window That's it. and then all of a sudden it's nothing right uh, and it would be kind of cool to go back and see some of the I mean I mean I I'm almost fifty years old so I remember things back to the eighties but can you imagine events like what was it thirty uh, two um, with World War Two Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there were venues made in Europe. I mean, Barcelona. Uh, when was Munich? Yeah, uh, I think that was 36. That was the one where we're boycotting, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so it is a, uh, we are excited to see the Olympics take place. But at the same time, we're sad because most of the time, the venues go, are, are lost to time. They are. And when you... When you have something so significant in these cities that are so famous, I mean, especially our Summer Olympics, Mm -hmm. like to over budget those things, to claim that this is something that's going to boost the economy, which is really the lie. Mm -hmm. The amount of people that are bidding for the Olympics is for the Summer Olympics is crazy. Is it really? People want them. So is it the Summer Olympics are more profitable and easier? I think they're just easier. Well, I mean, think about it. You need snow for your event, but at the same time, you don't want snow on the road for Winter Olympics, right? Right. You don't want that, but I, th- I think that with, you know, think about how many track events there are uh, in the summertime. I know. Like, I, I can't. There's, you just need, you need, like, the specifics of, like, the luge alone, I mm-hmm. think, are, are very expensive to do. And I think that what it does expose is it exposes holes in your infrastructure, it becomes very quickly, people get very upset when they travel there. They don't have the roads necessary. They don't. They can't support this influx of people. I mean, you're talking about growing. We, we talk about sustainable growth in cities. You mm-hmm. want that number to be low. Most mm-hmm. cities can't afford a 5, 10, 15% growth rate at all. And you're in the Olympics, you're like, hey, I'm inviting all of these people to come in and mm-hmm. just go ahead and strain our resources for a little bit. And I would have to imagine knowing full well that 10 to 12,000 athletes are coming to compete. And then let's just say, multiply that by four or five as spectators. And you're looking at 100,000, 200,000, quarter of a million people in an area that didn't have those people a day prior. Meanwhile, you're trying to hush-hush anything that's negative that's happening because it's negative press on your country. 
Right. And it creates a blemish. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be asked to host again. And you're going to look bad. Mm-hmm. And image is everything when it comes to tourism and everything else. You don't want to see what's happening in Rio. Right. You don't want to pull that curtain back and see what's actually taking place there. But it, realistically, that's what we need to do mm-hmm. to fix problems. Right. And to shed light on them. Well, there's nothing going on in China, is there? No. Everything's going to be great. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 All these are going to be awesome. <laughs> This was a fun one. Dude, um, I love The Forgotten. Um, not, We don't want to poo-poo on bad ideas, but we do want to acknowledge that there are things that we have enjoyed and loved and benefited from. And then we just kind of want to think about why did they go away or why have we uh, abandoned them? Uh, and the Olympics are still a great you know, celebration of global competition and brotherhood and sisterhood and that sort of thing but at the same time 50 billion dollars in construction has got to be considered in a global economy where everything from equity and climate change has become a huge factor yeah it's a huge deal now you got a good quote this week yeah i feel like it hits us pretty well it it does hit us well what do you got i've got from admiral grace hopper the most dangerous phrase in the in the human language is we've always done it this way. And if we keep always doing Olympic venues the way we've done them, we'll keep finding ourselves in debt. Yep. There's got to be a better way. And we will just add to the list of the forgotten. So I hope we uh, figure out a way to do it a bit more sustainable. Well, and we'll see what these Olympics hold. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can take a look-see at the end of this year to see what these venues have done. We'll have to revisit it. I like it. All right, brother. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Common Counterpart. Give us a rating uh, and uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Send us a screenshot if you're watching on Spotify or listening on Spotify. And as always, keep your eyes open. Go America. See you.